Okay, we are starting Deuteronomy, which is the last book of the first five books, or the Torah, or the Pentateuch, or the books of Moses. So Moses is preparing for the end. They are on the east side of the Jordan River. They've defeated the kings there, and they're preparing to go in, and Moses knows his time is short, and then he begins to give a speech to the people of Israel. So Moses is telling them, look, you're going to go into the promised land, but he's also reviewing what has been happening. Certainly these people should have heard these stories before, but this is, you know, this book is Moses's farewell and he's making it clear to this new generation. This is a generation that um, was either babies or not yet born when the people came out of Israel. And by babies, I mean they were young. Uh, not yet uh, of the age of maturity to be judged for not going into the promised land when God said to. So they were either very young at that time or they were not yet born. And um, so he is reviewing what has happened to the people so that they take these truths and lessons with them. So the first thing he reviews is the fact that um, it was too much of a burden for him to try to uh, be the sole ruler and judge over all the people. And so he appointed uh, many other elders from amongst all the tribes to be rulers and judges amongst the people and gave them instructions on how to be wise, righteous judges. And then he recounts when they were to go into the land. And here he says the people begged him to send spies into the land so they knew what they were getting into before they went and attacked the land. And Moses thought it was a good idea, so they sent the 12 spies in, and they came back, and they found amazing fruit and a wonderful land. But he says, you know, you people were scared of the giants there. You didn't trust in the Lord, even though he he said that you know, he was going to give us this land. And this is the same God who's, you know, a cloud by day and a fire by night in your presence. He, He's the one saying to go. And you, you were scared and thought he was out to hurt you, which is crazy talk. And yet this is, this is what was in your hearts. And, and the Lord was angry with this. And he said, not one of this, these men, this evil generation, shall see the good land, which I swore to give to your fathers, except Caleb and uh, Joshua, because they, were, they trusted in me. They believed in me. And God said, your little ones will be the ones to inherit the land. And then, of course, the people were uh, were really upset by this. And they said, well, we'll go in and fight under our own power. And so the people went in, you know, not all of them, but some of the people went in and to, fought, to fight the Amorites, and they were just crushed. And uh, And that's a good lesson for us, that when we follow the Lord, when we obey the Lord, and we walk in the Spirit and do only what we see Him doing, it's it's not an easy walk, but it it is simple, and He can He can and will do amazing, miraculous things because He has power over everything. But when we run off under our own power and say. Oh, I'm a I'm a man of God. I I am in Christ, but we go and do our own thing. God's not in that just because He's in us. But when we act outside of Him, 
he's not going to bless every little thing that we do. And then we're, we're take, take ourselves out of his protection. Uh, so that's a good lesson from, from this story. And then we're going to move on to chapter 2. And so here uh, Moses continues to talk through the history. So we circled this Mount Seir and then we... God sent us into um, the land of Edom, but said, don't, you know, don't take anything from the land of Edom. I've given this to Esau. That's his land. And then go through Moab. And, uh, and again, I'm not giving you Moab's land either because that was, that's Lot's uh, possession, Lot's family. But of course, that whole thing with Moab gets a little confusing because they um they're not to take it, it's lots, but then they do take some and but then Moab's still there, so obviously they didn't take it all. Um so you know that w- that that was a little confusing in uh uh they they apparently obeyed God in, in doing that, but uh um I don't know if not all Moab was lot or uh, I don't know how to reconcile all that, but they but um but you know <laughs> he's he's not reviewing that right here, so we'll see. he does mention that the Moabites and the Ammonites had dispossessed the land from the different types of Rephium, which are these giant people that had lived there before, so he said what what you were scared to do, these people did, and it just kind of points that out, and he concludes this chapter um talking about their their victory over uh the Sihon king of Heshbon and, and, uh, and, you know, they're, they're beginning to take the land for themselves. Okay. I think my memory was wrong on, I just went back and read numbers 21 and, uh, uh, they, they haven't fought Moab yet. They will fight Moab, uh, later on. Um, but the land, they took part of the land that had been taken from the Moabites. So when they defeated, uh, Heshbon, uh, Sihon, uh, king of the Amorites, that uh, they were taking land that they had previously taken. Sihon and the Amorites had taken from Moab previously. So then let's jump into Deuteronomy 3. So he continues on with the victories there uh, against Og, and he said, This land of Gilead and Bashan on this side of the river, I'm, you know, I'm given to the. Uh, the tribes, the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. And the deal with the tribes staying on the east side of the river is their, their women and children and livestock and everything will stay there. But the people, the men, will come and fight uh, to take all of uh, Canaan for Israel. And then Moses ends this chapter by saying he pleaded with the Lord, saying, Lord, you know, you've, you're great and strong and no one can do what you do. You know, please let me go into the land and see the land that you're giving to the people. And God says, enough, I, I won't hear this, but uh, I will let you come on top of the mountain on this side of the river and look down and show you the land. And then you can prepare Joshua for he's going to take the land. So it's it's, it's important uh, symbolism of, you know, Moses representing kind of the old way and Joshua representing uh, the new way, and so the new leadership, a, a new way for a people of God. And then we head into uh, Deuteronomy 4. 
Now the tone switches and he's more pleading with the people of God to uh, obey God's law, to remember the consequences for not obeying the law and the blessing promised uh, when, when they do walk with God. He reminds them how blessed they are, that they have the living God with them. They have his wisdom, his righteousness, his judgments, the whole law. Most people don't have this. He says, you're, you're blessed. And, and I should point out, uh, this being the first recording in Deuteronomy, I have heard it preached. I certainly have not done this research myself. But I've heard it said that uh, Jesus quoted Deuteronomy more than all the other books combined. Um, so if you know we if you, if you read through this and you find it boring Jesus did not <laughs> he he found the principles of God embedded here very concisely and so as we read through Deuteronomy don't the idea is not to get hung up in what are the laws God says do this don't do that but what are the principles of godly life that he is sharing that go beyond um, the particulars mentioned in this ancient lifestyle, but do absolutely speak to us for our current lifestyle. Moses says, you, you people, and some of you were alive, some not, but you people saw the, the mountain of God where God's presence was thick and gloomy and uh, the mountain burned with fire to the very heart of the heavens, and he gave the Ten Commandments. Do not forget this special place that you have and tell your children and your grandchildren because they will not have seen it with their eyes. This reminds me of Jesus uh, kind of at the Last Supper saying, you know, blessed are you who hear it. And, and this is obviously not a quote, but blessed are you who hear my message and believe. But really blessed are those who hear the message and don't see me, but believe anyways. Um, and so Moses is kind of saying the same thing pass along this truth of God so the people can still know God and represent God. Moses said, God showed up to us at the mountain, but he did not show up in some image. So don't make images of God of God or gods. Don't worship images. This is all ridiculous. Don't do it. He said, don't worship the stars. He said, uh, he said look, I made a mistake and I, I'm not going to go in. Be a pure people. He said, when you do start worshiping idols, the Lord is going to judge you severely. He said, most of you will be destroyed. The ones that are left will be scattered amongst other peoples. Of course, we know this, this does happen later. Um, but he, he, God's telling them all up front, the blessings and the curses that are all available to them if they walk with God or they don't walk with God. And if you think about it, you know, we we as Christians kind of, separate ourselves from the law of Moses. But the law of Moses, even though it was hard and no man could keep it entirely, the law was given in such a way that it was known. Look, you're going to make mistakes and here's how you repent and turn back to God so that you can be clean and, and holy and righteous with God. The difference that, as we're going to see as we read through the rest of the Bible, um, the people didn't care about following God anymore. That was their greatest sin. Not that they made mistakes but that they didn't want to follow God, that they even God would send prophets to warn them and they would, they would kill the prophets. They just hadn't, they, they wanted nothing to do with God's ways. They wanted to claim that they were special godly people, but they didn't want to actually obey him, even when it was brought up that they were 
willfully disobeyed him. And of course, that's a that's that's the question that we always need to seek in our own hearts: is do we really want to follow the Lord in where He's leading, or do we want to go our own way and just claim the mantle of Christ without actually living the life of Christ? Moses again reminds them: you got to hear the rumbling of God's voice; you got to see His fire. You are a special called out people. Live according to this truth. It's interesting how the scripture flows where it just pops back and forth between kind of major principles of life and and then practical things. So then Moses sets apart three cities for uh, manslayers to run to. Uh, What do they call sanctuary cities? I forget what Moses calls them. But uh, he sets those apart. And this chapter ends just basically, again, talking about the land that that was given to them east of the Jordan and uh, that Moses is setting forth the statutes and testimonies of God. And that is it for today. We'll pick up with chapter 5 next time. God bless you.